Mami, eh, you made a permanent home in my head. You moving like a goddess, come my way, my way, my way. Your hips on the move, only a real one can do what you do. I caught a body, but you was the shooter.
going on? What's going on? I'm addicted to what you and I realize. We're back. Shout out to the CIA, one love for the FBI, the feminine, the beautiful, inspirational ladies in the house. How are we doing? Your godfather is back in the house. And of course, this house is always, it's packed. <laughs> oh my God. What is going on with the internet today? People are losing their ever-loving minds, but we're going to stay on the grind over here like we always do. Um... As we get into it, behind a little bit today, I was supposed to be out of town today, but uh, some things came up, forced me to uh, change my plans, uh, but I'm leaving tomorrow, in the morning, flying up to uh, New York City, get a rope, New York City, get a rope, uh-huh, if you don't know what that commercial is, you may be a little too young, don't worry about it, how's everybody doing tonight? What's, what's, what's going on in the news today? <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, boo. Hey, boo thing. How you doing? Hold on. <clears throat> Told you guys, it's sugar daddy season. Shout out to my... Next baby mama, how you doing, boo thing? Don't get mad, Shirley. Shirley, don't get mad. I have been getting tracked down by Shirley. Greens, potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, rams, hogs, dogs, chicken, turkeys, rabbits, you name it! Shirley and them is a little bit peeved with your godfather. Don't you know why? Can't we all just get along? I mean, damn. Can't we all just get along? I mean, one minute, they can't make up their minds. They can't make up their minds either. What do they want from, what do they want from me? Either I'm gay. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> or I'm a trick. Which one is it? I don't understand. What's the problem? Oh, Jesus Christ. You can't be both, can you? Can you? <laughs> oh, that's what they got a term for it. It's called down low. <laughs> oh my God. 
Oh, anyway. Trick troll like you've been Rick Roll, bitches. I'm sorry. Candle of the evening. Tom Ford, fucking fabulous. In honor of Mr. Ford himself, his latest book dropped today. And uh, unfortunately, I don't have it here. Uh, I will be getting my signed copy from Mr. Ford. Uh, Post haste. Sadly, we were we actually had an event to go to uh, in Beverly Hills. You can pick either Beverly Hills or New York City. And Tom Ford was going to be there. You had to. Get, it was a big deal to get to come to this event. You actually had to be invited, and they only invited like one or two people from places where he has a boutique. Then, if you're invited, you must confirm. And not only do you confirm, you must tell them what you're wearing. And if what you're wearing is inappropriate, you can't come because you can you can be the only person wearing that particular Tom Ford ensemble. So yeah, that was dope. But unfortunately, um, life happened and, uh, I've already mentioned it. He had a death in the family. Um, so, you know, God bless him and his people. Um, you know, that's not easy to deal with. So, you know, I'm not going to be all selfish, you know. But it would have been cool. It would have been cool. So the candle of the evening in honor of Tom Ford dropping TFO2 uh, is fucking fabulous. And the fragrance of the evening to stay right in line with Incense November, one from Louis Vuitton. My, my French is terrible. My French is bad, but my, but my nose is great. Fire of the night. Fire of the night. Uh-oh, got some, hey, hey. Anybody else want to be a baby mama out there? Come on, baby mamas. Baby mama sugar, baby, pick, pick your fun. You want to get paid up front, you want to get paid monthly. Which one you want? Baby mama sugar, baby, which one? Sugar Baby is a short-term contract, higher initial payout. Baby Mama is a long-term fixed contract, lower monthly payout, but over a longer period of time. Think of it as like a viatical or an annuity. <laughs> no, I'm going to hell. I am going to hell, and you are all joining me. Let's see. Uh, let's get the likes up, people. Get the likes up, and here's what we're going to start doing. I love it when A-Free comes through. I love it when Lou Casey comes through, and I love the people. We have uh, 5,000 people in here right now as we do the monologue. Uh, we're going to need to get that number up. Hit the like button. Hit the like button and hit the share button because uh, a lot of people didn't know I was going to be going live tonight. So spread that around because we are really going to get into a topic. Is this a sign of the times? Sign. The, the, artist, formerly, the artist formerly known as Prince had a banging joint back in the day called Sign of the Times. Sign of the Times. Sign of the Times. And basically, the, the premise was, is you know, are what we seeing a sign of what's to come? Is what we seeing a sign of what's to come and are things going to get better or worse? Sign of the Times. And it made me think, about many things. But in particular, it made me think of 
Modern women in their sign language. Sign language is shame, insults, guilt, and the need to be right. Is sign language going to be a sign of the times for modern women because so many modern women are incapable of securing and keeping the kind of man they want for a lifetime. And while you and I both know that for most modern women, accountability is like kryptonite, instead of taking this 100% accountability and ownership, many of them often say they do, they resort to sign language, blaming it on everybody else. First, shame, insults, guilt, the need to be right. And as, and as, it, as it continues to progress, as men of value uh, across the country start to explore their options between different uh, ethnicities, when Black, Brad, Lee, Ahmed, Keith, and Enrique start uh, getting their male swirl on, and like it or not, I am hearing from my brothers across the country. And you know the two groups, of, the, the, the groups of women that are, are faring the best, Latinas, Women from the Middle East and Asian women. Why? Well, let's see. Because patriarchy, nuclear family. Who's faring the lowest? Modern white women and modern African-American women. Modern women are faring the lowest. So you're starting to hear more men talk about spicy Latinas. Get you a little spicy this, spicy that. This has been going on. I've heard this for years. But spicy is going to be on the menu heavy in 2022 because it's like like Daywalker. All the strengths and none of the weaknesses. You can cook. Got that little bop. You know, hey, man, I'm telling you, a lot of sisters get think Becky's your enemy. No, no, Maria's your real enemy. But what's starting to happen more than that is uh, women from the Philippines, Women from the Philippines, Koreans. You're starting to see Chinese women actually start to understand. Man, Rush Hour was more than a movie. Is this a sign of the times? Because mating and relationships are uber competitive. And unless you're going to be in the top 10% of all female earners, you're going to have to pick. Either you're going to get on a program with a man or you gonna buy a dog, die alone, and live with Shirley. <laughs> you don't have, those are your options, ladies. The government can't fix it. There is no stimulus bill that's gonna come through that's gonna allow you at $40,000 a year to live your best life and work until you die. It ain't gonna happen. We talked about the numbers. And when the reality starts to hit, what ends up happening? What ends up happening? You start having more women start to blame other folks. Well, I didn't learn it growing up. I didn't get it from my mama. My shoe's too tight. The Republicans should have been in all. I mean, it's always something. It's, first off, shame. Why? Your mama black. Why are you going to date another woman? Well, I'm just going to be honest. For millennials, that 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 most millennials 50 50 are impervious zennials they don't care about that generation x and those the men 40 and above 
most a lot of a lot of millennial men, a lot of Generation X men, um, are are really starting to explore their options. So you're starting to get a lot of shame being thrown at men, especially like I said, I'm looking at, I'm going to, oh, and I, I saw there's this clip floating around with the girl, woman from House Party used to play opposite of Kate, Keisha Cam, Tisha Campbell. Sitting on this woman's panel talking about, I'm a queen and I don't deal with peasants. And I'm like, man, you are like 60 years old, ma'am. You know, you're 55, 60 years old, talking like you you a little spicy thing back in the late 80s, early 90s. House party was going when I was in college and you still talking like you that girl. Newsflash, mama, you're not that girl. House party and baby boy were a long time ago. And why am I saying this? Because so many modern women refuse to grow up and talk like they're their age or they're their value. You hear the average modern woman talking like she's still 21 and childless. Wrong. So on Instagram the other day, I asked this question. I'm going to look over in the like button. If we don't have the likes up, I'm not even going to give a warning. We're just going straight to intermission. On Instagram, I asked this question the other day. I asked this question the other day. Um, uh-uh. Single women, let's play a game. Close your eyes and imagine you're a retail product. Name the store that will carry you and what price would you be? You know what happened with that? Women ran from that question. They ran from that question. They didn't want to have no parts of it because the answer bothers most women. One, let's be honest. Most women know the higher-end department stores, Saks Avenue, Neiman Marcus, uh, Bloomingdale's, not Bloomingdale's, Bergdorf Goodman, they ain't carrying you. And that's a step down. See, the higher, it's the boutiques. Chanel Boutique, Tom Ford Boutique, um, Valentino, uh, Gucci. Name your brand, and if the boutique is the highest level. They got the smallest stock, and they get the best access. That's where your nines and tens would be carried. The nines, the LA nines and tens would be, the New York the New York City nines and the LA nines and tens would be carried at the boutique level. The eights and nines would be carried at Saks Fifth Avenue, Neiman Marcus Bergdorf. There is no seven. The next is the adjustable six, and that will be carried at the Nordstrom's of the world. Nordstrom's or Dillard's, Bloomingdale's, something along that line. Respectable, but not Saks Fifth Avenue, not Neiman Marcus, not Bergdorf, and not the boutique. Most women think of themselves as at least Nordstrom's or uh, Dillard's. That's what they think of themselves or Von Mar, wherever you're from. But the reality is most women are at Macy's. That's the best you've ever been. 
when you were in high school, still having to go to the gym because it was work physical education because it was a requirement. When you still had to go to PE is when you were likely at your peak. Because as soon as they took physical education out, a lot started falling apart. But if you are a Nordstrom, Von Mar, Dillard's, that is an adjustable six. The eights, nines, and tens are the top 20%. This adjustable six range is a 10% number, roughly. That means 60% of women are Macy's and below. Macy's and below. Because honestly, Dillard's is kind of on the line of uh, Macy's. Now think about it. Macy's, Nordstrom, Dillard's, Von Mar. They're all the same. So I take that back. 60% of women are below Macy's. Where are you? You're at Saxaw Fifth, Nordstrom Rack. That's the upper end of the average. But where would most people fit? You would fit in the, in the Target, Gap, Banana Republic. You know, nothing... No, I'll take that back. Let me, let, me, let me make it real simple. Most modern, most women would fit in H&M and Zara. Fast fashion. Average. At, fa and before Karl Lagerfeld died, H&M, don't sleep on H&M. H&M has had some really, has had some great designers design clothing for them. Fast fashion is not synonymous with cheap. It's just not meant to last. H&M is a respectable place to buy clothing for a large group of people. H&M, just, and suits, and the, and the equivalent for men would be suit supply. I love suit supply suits. Matter of fact, I, will wear, I wear suit supply suits right along with my, my, my designer suits. And, and unless you know what you're looking at, you really can't tell the difference. But when you wear the suit, you know the difference. The problem is men are often told where we rank and how much we're worth. Ladies, you're done. So you're pricing yourself at Saks Fifth Avenue, Nor uh, Saks Fifth Avenue, uh, Neiman Marcus, and Bloomingdale's when you really, 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 really are Target, Zara, H&M. Why is this a problem? Because when women start understanding where they rank, a lot of women don't like it. A lot of women don't like it, and then what ends up happening? They get upset, and, and instead of looking and taking an accountability and ask themselves, height, weight, dress size, that kind of stuff, what do they do? They start with the sign language. Please don't
ladies that's the bottom line where do you rank what story carries you and when we started and i asked this question on instagram why are modern women so offended these days why are you so offended what questions can a man ask women that's not off limits you can't ask a woman her height weight dress size you can't ask her uh what she brings to the table you can't ask her anything that men really need to want to know that's going to help them determine their value. But women feel free to be able to ask a man anything. And if you ask them, women, is that your hair? This all started when I posted that picture of that woman is pregnant. I said, oh, congratulations. When did you get married? That's not supposed to be an insult. But the way modern women are working is you can't, we, men can't ask you any questions. We're supposed to just accept you at the price you say you are, at the value you say you are. And if Men aren't buying you, then all men are trash. And all men are dogs. No, ladies. Is this the sign of the things? To, is this the sign of the times? And the sign of the times is if men cannot get the information they need, they're not going to make a purchase. The purchase is a marriage. That means you. And shame, insults, and guilt. I'm going to move S I N G over here because shame, insult, and guilt are short term responses. Your mama black. You got little dick energy. Your mama black, you got little dick energy. Uh, you can't handle a strong, independent woman. All that stuff, that's a short term, that's a one-liner. Guilt, your mama black. You got little dick energy. Uh, and, and what else? Any of them. Put, all, put, put them all, sign insults, guilt. Shame, insults, guilt, all in one category. But the most insidious of all sign language is in the need to be right. Because that never ends. Women, modern women, and they get on that whole bullshit about that BS about needing to be right. They lock, they can lock on. They have the ability to lock on like a pit bull and won't let go. I want you to watch when you look at content across YouTube. You can look at some content creators and they're just in it for distance and irritation. I look at some women on YouTube. And I'm like, you're not doing anything other than being an antagonist, an irritant. In the chemistry lab, 
when you're making uh, when you're making chemicals and things like that, let's say if you're going to go make ethanol, ethanol is actually drinking alcohol. When you make it and run it through the chromatograph or whatever, and once they figure out it's really ethanol, the teacher must come around and put something called a denaturant or something in there. They got to throw some contaminants in it. Why? To keep you from drinking it. It's to mess it up. It's to mess it up. Uh, what is it? What's the word? Denatured. 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 Denatured is what it's called. It's called denatured. Let's go to school today. Um, Denature. To make unfit for drinking by the addition of toxic or foul-tasting substance. Denature. I want you to understand how many modern women today with their need to be right are being are denaturing relationships. And it's a perfect word. Denature, opposite to nature. You can just sit there and watch conversations being had and here comes a denaturing agent. All they're in it for is distance and irritation. They're not trying to move the conversation forward. They're just trying to fuck it up because they're losing. They're losing. To destroy the characteristic properties, uh, yeah. What do you mean by denatured? To deprive. <clears throat> what do you mean by denatured? To deprive something of its natural character properties, or to render uh, unfit for drinking by adding an unwholesome substance that does not alter the usefulness for other purposes. This is a perfect example. The need to be right denatures so many modern women. It doesn't render you useless for other purposes. That's why you can hook up, smash, be, be dealt with, be babies out of wedlock, everything else. But it does make you unfit for the main thing you want, marriage. Read it. Chemical, uh, uh, by chemical or physical means to alter the original state. Many modern women in their sign language especially the in the need to be right has you acting opposite to your nature and is and then making you effectively useless men don't want to be around combative uh, argumentative chaotic women men don't have sex with you and it'll keep it moving the need to be right the need to be right and my question is ladies why do you why do some why do modern women need to be right above all else? What makes you think you are so great and darn wonderful that just because you got a I'm a PhD. A dat gum degree in chemistry, I mean degree in communications or psychology or marketing, all of a sudden you're one of the foremost minds that have ever existed and you're infallible based upon your truth and how you feel. Well, how's that working out for you, ladies? How is the how is the modern condition of female sign language getting you the outcome you want? I know when you're on Instagram in your little so in your little girl circle drinking your wine 
and, and y'all all in your little four panels. Y'all feel so strong and empowered. Y'all talking all that you shit. You know what? I am a strong, independent woman. <laughs> mm, that's what you hear. That's what you hear. I told you. Mm, what yeah. did I tell you? Didn't I tell you? Because I told you. Hear my womanly voice. And when did I yeah. tell you? A long time ago. And what did I say? What happened when I told you? Exactly what just happened. Um, I want you to tell you what it looks like. You go on Instagram or even on YouTube, and what you look, like, what you see is a bunch of middle-aged, over-the-hill women sitting around congratulating themselves and their inability to, to to get along with anybody. You know what it reminds me of? You know what it really reminds me of? There's a show. Hold on. There's this old school show. And I'm going to show you what it, what it really reminds me of. I want you guys to now forever, when you go on the stream yards or Instagram, this is what you're going to think of when you see these women up there and they're, and they're drinking wine, sitting around talking about they ain't no, they don't deal with peasants. So that's what they look like to me. The Hollywood squares. The Hollywood Squares was a show back in the 70s where they would get people, actors, actresses from movies in Hollywood. Rarely would they get anybody who's a leading man or somebody who's hot. It would usually be people who were co-stars, bit players. They had profile, you know, but it ain't like they were getting, you know, Sean Connery or... uh you know, Elizabeth Taylor, they weren't getting, you know, A-list celebrities on Hollywood squares. This is what I see when I see daytime talk shows with all these women sitting around talking. Don't nobody want narrow one of those women sitting up there, but they speak for all women. They influence all women and women walk away listening to those Hollywood square type women and taking this stuff back out into the world. Well, why is daytime TV run by women? Because they have to keep the fantasy going. And they all are right. They all got to be right. And when, the, when they do invite a man on there, they invite some beta male on there, and he ain't going to stand up. See, I wish they would invite me on one of these shows. Yeah, yeah, give me the edit button. Yeah, let's do it. Invite me. I dare you. I'll, yeah, you, like Dave Chappelle said, you don't summon me. We can come to conditions. And our only thing is, you, no cutting to edit and all that over-talking, I'll, I'll dissect you one by one on your own show. Because the influence that so many women today who are, have a profile like these women I'm talking about, they don't understand the impact they have on the modern average woman. Because it should not be to where average people are having so much trouble getting along. Shout out to my buddy Obsidian. He has been talking about this for the longest. The reason the black community is in the position it's in is because we don't have enough wives for average men. There is a beauty deficit, as he calls it, and I got to tell it, I got to say if you are an average black man earning $42,000 a year, I want you ladies to understand what 
the average woman looks like for a man at, around that range. 80% overweight. 80% of that number obese. Over a certain age, a, almost a 70% chance that she has one child. And if she has two children, there's a 60% chance the second child's by another man. So we're telling the men who are the core of any group, middle-class men, the firefighters, the, the construction workers, the third shift at the plant, the men who have built this country and make it run, my hat's off to my average brothers. You have never hear me diss my blue-collar brothers because white-collar men understand that we wouldn't be shit without the men who work this infrastructure. And all these men are asking for is peace, a little bit of a little bit of peace in the 16 hours they have to themselves. And they can't even get eight out of 10 of them can't even ask for and eight out of the 10 women in that category are physically unfit. But yet walking around like you should be at Saks Fifth Avenue or Neiman Marcus when you are every bit of Target, Ross, TJ Maxx, Marshalls. This shouldn't be an insult. You know, you should know where you rank because men know what stores they can go shop in. Men know what restaurants they can go to. Men know what I can afford and what I can't afford. And men get real damn comfortable. I remember when I was in college and I was broke like the average college student. I didn't come from money. And it was hard. You understood how to make $40 stretch. What did you do? You didn't go to the, you didn't buy name brand, nothing. You learned how to get that 10 pound bag of fry, quarter fryers. You learned how to make shit work. Men are great at learning how to make stuff work, but women understand something. You're overvaluing yourselves. And then when you look at the average guy or you look at, you look at somebody and they can't tell you nothing. Why do you need to be right? Because being right does not get you the outcome you want. Men will stop even arguing with a lot of you ladies. They're just letting you talk. They're letting you talk, and that's why you're seeing more. Like I said, this is why you, this is what you're seeing more and more every day. This is what you're seeing more and more every day. TikTok is full of this. Instagram is full of this. Facebook is full of this. YouTube is not so full of it because of a male-dominated platform. So my question, ladies, is let's get to the bottom line. Why do you need to be right? Why do modern women need to be right so much? What is what what makes you so right? What makes you what makes you what gives you the ability to say how what a high value man how a man should act? How about this gentleman? Where's my guys at? Where's my blue Henrys? Where are my blue Henrys at? Blue dogs. Where are my blue Henrys at? How many times have we heard this? How many times have my blue dogs heard this? A real man, a, a real man would act like a real man would do blank. A real man blank. A real man blank. How many times do modern women take their need to be right and start telling men what real men should do? 
80% of y'all didn't have your daddy in that household just like me. How the fuck you know what a real man is anyway? Your baby daddy ain't a real man. What do you mean what a real man should do? If you had a real man, you wouldn't be as upset as you are. Do you make any room for the fact that you don't know what a real man is if he walked up to you and smacked you in the butt? I'm not supposed to say that though, right? Okay, where you know a real man at? Well, you know what a real man, huh? When's the last time you dated a real man? Hmm? When's the last time a real man of value, a real man actually tried to make you his wife? That's right. Real man, real man. Right, I got something for the fellas too. Don't, don't think I haven't been seeing what's been going on lately. Daddy issues run deep on both sides. I got something for y'all, too. We're on the ladies right now. Ladies, if the words come out of your mouth, a real man, you need to just stop. That is not for you to say. A real man what? Because in order to say that, Men are looking at you and like, what are you basing this off of? And then here it comes. My truth, my truth, my word, my this. Then a the, the man starts asking you questions. And then this is when you get upset. The reason modern women get so, the reason modern women are so offended today is because you've got opinions and points of view about men. But you don't want men to have opinions or points of view about women. You want men to shut up when it comes to women because you can't speak for all women. You don't know all women. There's always a special circumstance. There's always a case-by-case basis. So in other words, everybody else in the world can be spoken of in general, but women can't. How about this? I I got news for you. Huh? You know, there's a school of thought that we should hold children to a high standard. We tell children the right and wrong of things, how to do and how not to do, what's right, what's wrong, because we want them to know the difference between right and wrong so they can grow up and have the best potential chance to be socialized and have the best outcomes, right? Right? Jared, am I right? Do Do we not hold children to a high standard? There's a behavior standard. There's all kind of stuff. And if children get out of line... There are prescriptions and, and, and formulas and things and, and corrective measures. Why do we hold children to a higher standard than we hold modern women to? Doesn't seem to me that you can hold modern women to any standard. We're not supposed to say anything. Men are just supposed to accept you in your truth. I mean, we're to the fact that where whether it was a joke or not, that whole thing about hooters and plus size girls, and hooters is... Hooters is shot through with blue collar men. And you're going to Hooters to take the little bit of joy. Our guys on the third shift or guy who works the second shift on the factory. You want to take the little bit of joy that man has. He's got Monday night football, some goddamn buffalo wings and a and a pretty girl in some orange shorts. And you want to take that from him? French toast you. Leave my brother's Hooters alone. The men who make this country run deserve better. But that's the whole problem. 
You got no respect for these men. Because they can't tell you shit because they don't make enough money to make rules, right? Wrong. But if that's the way you want to deal with it, they've, they've long ago left you alone. But the fact of the matter is they've left you alone because you left them first. They're not paying you any attention and they're just fine. But then you turn to the very men you want and the men you want. Oh, these men, they have standards, they have rules and they have options. And they're not dealing with you. Because they don't have to. You can say all the stuff you will or you will not accept and will whatever. There's, if you're a man in the top 20 or top 10%, women are like buses. Another one be along and they never stop running. Modern women, this is a sign of things to come. Shame, insults, guilt, the need to be right does not work for you. The need to be right makes you unsufferable to the men that you really are the best fit with. And the men you want, you're, you're <laughs> the men you want, we've already, we've already covered that. We've already covered the men you want. It does not, you, you, you're, for the men you want, they consider you to be un, an un, unwholesome substance that does not alter the usefulness for its purpose. The bottom line is, like it or not, ladies, well, you like my delivery or not, are you useful for your original purpose? Not, scratch, 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 scratch. Are you useful for your best purpose? What is a woman's best purpose? I don't personally believe, no data, no facts, no statistics to back it up, but I don't believe that a woman's best purpose is to be alone because you look in the Netherlands, one of the most egalitarian places on the planet, and when men and women are left alone, no social engineering, they sort themselves out nicely. Men follow themselves in the science, engineering, technology, and mass sectors. Women find themselves over in healthcare, nursing, things like that. And we do kind of just, we do all right. When you leave people alone, we kind of, we kind of sort ourselves out right. But here's what doesn't happen. When left alone, women by their own choice, and you know your godfather's one of the original feminists. I'm the president of the feminist party. When women left to their own choices, women choose professions that are more office friendly, more office oriented, less chance of bodily injury and harm, less risk. They choose professions that by their very nature are not as well compensated as the other ones. Now, you let some of the rabbit womanist feminists, they would tell, they would tell the world that we need to start paying women who choose to be florists and communications majors and dog walkers and all this other kind of stuff. They will, they will tell us that we need to pay those women the same rates that we pay a plumber. No, sorry. No, no, that doesn't work. See, you can't engineer society that way. You can choose your profession. When, when Blake, Lee, Ahmed, Keith, and Enrique all signed up at the university, and all these men went to university. If Keith went to uh, to law school, 
of Keith went to medical school and Blake went to law school and Enrique decided to go to business school and Ahmed decided to go to um, business as well. And Lee decided to go to engineering. Um, guess what? Each man chose a floor, income, an average, and a ceiling. No one chooses to go to law school and do all that work if they anticipated they were going to make $50,000 a year. But one of the trade-offs for having to go to school and go to law school or go to medical school and get all this extra schooling and additional this and that is a higher potential income. What you cannot do is say, we need to pay accountants at the same level we pay cardiologists and, uh, and thoracic surgeons. No, sir. Men wouldn't even try to do that. They would say, well, you know what? I chose marketing. I chose sales. And I'm an average salesperson. You have an opportunity to make top money, but, you are, but it's not a guarantee. Men accept those things. But ladies, you want to do what you want to do, and then you want the outcome. It doesn't work that way. See, you're free. And this is what freedom gets you. Freedom gets you choices and trade-offs. And the reality is this, no matter how you slice it, unless you know you're going to be in the top 10% of all female earners and you're going to manage that money effectively, you need a husband. You need a husband to get to the end of life because you don't make enough money. You don't make enough money and your, your options are getting with the man, get on his program and stay with him until you, the day you die or go, go get with Brenda, uh, Karen and keep Brenda and Karen and be a thruple. One way has been shown to work since time immemorial. The stuff that ladies are trying to do Trying to change the time, the sign of the times doesn't work. But I want to open it up. I want to open it up. Ladies, why is it that you respond with shame, insults, guilt, and the need to be right when faced with things that you find distasteful? When things that you find that don't that, that you don't like the way they make you feel. And I'm still I'm focusing on this feel stuff because it's a it's often by a lot of feelings for women. Let's get to it. The need to be right. Yeah, how'd y'all like the Hollywood Squares thing? Huh. The Hollywood Squares. Got all these women on all these panels and platforms talking all this noise. I'm like, how you gonna have a how you gonna have how you gonna have five women on how you gonna have five women on a, on the screen? 40, 45, 50, 50, and 40. So that's 80, that's 180, y'all 225, you got 225 years worth of woman. Who wants to listen to older women talk about relationships? Young ladies. I mean, what, is, what are we doing here? And then you get mad at me or guys who actually have the nerve to just say, you know what? Just like you don't want no scrubs, ain't nothing Recording going on with progress. the rent. 
Ninja, you work for UPS. All the stuff women have been saying to men for the longest. And men are like, well, okay, cool. I'm good. I will sit over here and eat my hungry man Swanson's dinner. And I'll just, me and my dog, and I'll die alone. But that ain't good enough. Women are saying, "Uh uh-uh. Now we want your Hooters. We want your Twin Peaks. We want everything. And what women are really trying to do, if we're honest, what what modern women are trying to do is modern women are trying to re-engineer, re-engineer male attraction. That's why they keep pushing this BBW stuff and body positivity. And I don't blame them. It's smart business. When you have a restaurant, and let's say you have a restaurant, and you were known for, oh, I don't know. What are you, what are you known for? You're known for shrimp. Shrimp. Or snapper. Or something like that. Shrimp, snapper. You're known for great seafood. Great crab. People from around the world know you for great shrimp, seafood, and crab. You're boiling, in, in Dallas there's a restaurant called Boiling Crab. Boiling Crab opens at 11 o'clock and by 11.05 there's a line around the building. At least it used to be. People come from near and far to go to Boiling Crab. But how many people have worked in a restaurant and will know something happens? Once, you're, once you run out of something, what happens? The kitchen manager says, 86 crab, 86 shrimp, 86 snapper. What does 86 mean? Means we're out of it. We got no more. Take no more orders from it. Take no more orders. So they write it up on the kitchen board. 86 crab. You're supposed to look to the 86 board. And when the 86 board is up there, take crab off, take whatever's on the menu off the menu. But what doesn't happen is a restaurant doesn't close down. What doesn't happen is they don't tell the people who are in line waiting to get into the restaurant, oh, we got an hour and a half wait. But if they run out of what you want 15 minutes into your hour and a half wait, they don't come and say, oh, yeah, by the way, the thing you came here for, we're out of it. No, they let you wait an hour and a half. Then they sit you at your table. And here comes Becky. Hi, welcome to Boiling Crab. What can I start you guys off with? Water? Great. Uh Uh-huh. She goes, gets water for the table and drops it down. Okay, guys, we have some great specials tonight. Oh, you already know what you want? Okay. Uh, Man, what would you like? You like the crab? Oh, I'm sorry. We're out of crab. You're at the table. You got your drinks. You've been waiting for an hour and a half. You order and you order crab. We're out of crab. But we do have flounder, snapper. You want crab? Oh, we're out of crab. Sorry. Nope, we're out of shrimp. Mm -hmm. Nope, we're out of snapper. But we do have catfish. We have scallops. Okay. Sorry, we're 86. We're 86. What happens at that table? Do people get up and leave? No. They've been waiting. They're hungry. They're already sat down. People have this thing called the reciprocity process to where they want to continue with something that they started because human beings have a need to complete what they started. 
So what they'll end up doing is they'll start pushing stuff they don't have. We're 86 crab. Uh, push the flounder. Push the flounder special. And if and if you run out of everything else, you know what comes up. Push the chicken. You never run out of chicken. That's what they're trying to do with this body positivity movement. They're not giving the customer what they want. They came to the store to get a fit, feminine, friendly, cooperative, submissive, childless wife. And all you got is chicken. They don't want chicken, but you expect them to wait because they drove to the store and they're looking for a woman. You expect them to say, well, does have a, she does have a, well, she does look kind of feminine. Vaginas are great. You know, chicken ain't going ain't what you wanted, but you will get to eat. Now, we don't do that to women now, do we? We don't tell women, hey, order the chicken. No, 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 no. We tell the women, oh, you're right to want crab and, and snapper and shrimp. You deserve it, queen. Matter of fact, you should throw a temper tantrum if they don't have what you want and demand to see the manager so they can comp your meal, mean give it to you for free, and then offer you a gift certificate to come back and get your crab. That's how women approach the market. Men have had a history of not complaining. They'll take the chicken. But now men are saying, I don't want chicken. Now men are doing exactly what women are doing. Uh-uh, I want to see the manager. I waited out here for 90 minutes. We drove up here 45 minutes in traffic, had to pay three tolls, had to park. No one told us you were out of crab. It says boiling crab. It doesn't say boiling chicken. The name of the restaurant is boiling crab. How you run out of crab? And men are starting, men have sat back and learned, you know what? We need to, men need to start saying exactly what they want too. And now you ladies are in a position that men have been in. What you gonna do? You gotta get on camera to talk to me. You don't have to be on YouTube though. You don't have to be on YouTube, but you must be seen. Questions, comments, concerns. Yeah. Um, and that's another thing. Sign language, ladies. What are men allowed to say? What critiques are men allowed to give of women reasonably? What reasonable critiques are men allowed? I'm Okay, I've done the monologue, but I am serious. Because my goal is also, let me tell you how I got here. I got here by styling men and styling women. And I, and I noticed that once I was seeing my guys, they were getting their minds right, getting their bodies right, getting their image right. Men were going doing, doing the work. And I'm seeing men who put in years worth of work and effort come back from the market and say, man, there is nothing out there for me. I thought that I was locked out of the market because I wasn't the man. But now I am, I am the man and now I'm not finding any women. That's what I heard from the men. And I saw women who were just getting their image right, but they were doing none of the other work, complaining that they couldn't find men. And I said, well, why can't this man and this woman find each other? And I started realizing that 
these guys are, are doing more work to try to make themselves suitable on the mating and dating market. Women got a lot of expectations and they're not doing the work. So that's how I got here. I started having this conversation. What are you ladies going to do? Because I'm a fan of, I'm going to tell you right now, gentlemen, if you live in a town, I'm a fan of using matchmaking, online dating, whatever you need to expand your pool to get you what you want. Um, you, you bounced off, young lady. Um, I don't know who you are, Sonia. You must get on camera. If you don't, if you're not, if you're not going to get on camera, you you won't be seen on YouTube. You can just sit in the Zoom room, and I'm going to bounce you out after in, in a second anyway. Uh, Sonia, all right, put you back in the waiting room. And here's the thing: I think a lot of women. Here's what I've heard a lot of women say. Here's what I've honestly heard a lot of women say. Well, I've been this way all my life. I don't remember. I don't. I'm. I'm. I'm too far gone to lose that amount of weight or whatever. And most women, when they're honest, will tell you somebody somewhere will like it. That's. I think that is the average woman's. I think that's the majority of women's uh, default position. That somebody will take it. That, yeah, that's, I hear what you're saying, but somebody somewhere will get desperate enough or they'll want to have relations bad enough and they'll just take me. That's crazy. But I, and I, but I know for a fact, I've heard too many women say that. Yep. Uh, I'm going to ask you one more time. So, did it, did it. Hold on. Oh, okay, now we got them coming in. All right, well, you go. Bye-bye. So, if my way is incorrect, if I don't know what I'm talking about, if you got a better outcome, because I don't have to be right. Trust me, if me being wrong leads to a better outcome for men, I'll gladly be wrong. If me being wrong leads to a better outcome for what the men say they want, I'll gladly be wrong. Gladly. I look forward to the day when we wake up. And we and I see a body positive, a, a just like you have a body positivity movement. I look forward to the day where we have a, a a a health conscious movement started by women for women, based upon just living a healthy life, not to get a man just because it's good for you. Because here's the thing: the men don't care why you do it. And I, I got news for you, ladies. You ladies thinking, I'll just do what I want to do, and then I'll stack my bread, and then I'll go to Dr. Miami and get a BBL and get my body done. 
Men don't want that either. Men don't want to you you women with all this body work. That ain't what they want. Sonia, your audio's not connected. Men want natural women. And I see women on Instagram with their before and after pictures. And honestly, a lot of the before pictures look better. A lot of the before pictures look better because a lot of the before pictures, women were nat- look like natural women, had natural curves. I mean, there was one woman I can think of. I'm not going to say her name. She was 118 pounds. Then she got up to like 175. And because she's more curvy, I'm like, the 118 is better. Uh, go ahead, Sophie. Sonia. Uh, you, you muted yourself. Unmute yourself. I mean, hello. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for the talk. How, how old are you? 35. Hmm. So I'm asking, why do women need to be right or this thing with sign language? Are you here to talk about that or did you have a question? No, I was just um, saying that I don't, I don't well, personally, I don't feel that I need to be right. You know, if it's, if you're mm-hmm. wrong, if I'm wrong, then I'm like, okay. Um, you know, I'm. Are you married? I'm not. Any children? I do. I do have children. How many? Two. Hold on. Uh, I saw somebody put yeah. in it. Hold on. Hold on. I just want to put this in the chat room. Hold on. Uh, if a woman prefaces her statements with I feel like or I can't speak for all women, that's obfuscation and deflection. Thank you very much. We're going to leave that sitting right there. You got two kids. Um, any reason did you marry their father? Were you married to their father? Sort of. Sort you know, of? I, I never wanted to. He asked and uh, when we separated, it was like a uh, common law type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what state do you live in? I, I, I'm sorry? What state Texas. do you live in? State, Texas. <clears throat> now, I don't I don't think Texas recognizes common law. It, it does. Uh, I, I know, because I had to buy a home and, okay. and they're like, you I might have to get, get divorced. And I'm like, okay, but um, but I'm okay now. So you, you, how many kids do you have in Texas? Two. Two? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it does recognize. Under Texas law, common law marriage, also known as informal marriage, is done without formalities, a legal way for trouble. Okay, cool. I lived in Texas. I didn't know we were, Texas is a common, yeah, what am I thinking? Texas is a common law state, but you never wanted to get married. I'm always curious. Um, No one could see well, you. Well, not, care. not, I'm sorry, yeah. Go ahead. Didn't want to get married to him, but you know, I'd like to get married. You didn't want to get married to him, the the father of your children. Yeah. That's always, and when men hear that, we're always so curious, because when when men hear that, the natural question, the natural comeback is, then why did you have his kids? At the time, I, you know, I wasn't thinking. It was just, um, you know, maybe once and he wanted to have a child. I wanted to have a child. And at that time, mm-hmm. 
it, you know, it seemed right or that's what I wanted. Um, must have been a baby fever. I don't know what you call it, but it happened. And, you know, how were you? How were you? With your first child? I'm sorry? How were you when you had your first child? Uh, 27. Okay, so 26. you were. Okay, so I'm just going to play devil's advocate and speak for men. I was young. You weren't young. You were 27. Right. And, and no, but I was baby fever. I mean, if you were a Texas mm -hmm. citizen, mm -hmm. and I know you know all the... You, you, you grew up in the same public school that I did. Okay. So men don't understand this. So you say, well, you don't want to marry him, but you like to be married. You need to understand mm -hmm. that if you want to marry a man, men don't understand why you ladies think that's okay. No. Do you, you do know, you he'd ask, he would ask every year, but I knew well, that, I, you know, I probably made a, a wrong mistake, you know, bad choice with him. Um, so I knew I had to leave him, but I just, it just stayed, a, you know, a little longer with him. Is this before um, the second child? before I don't know, this was this was uh maybe four months within that i had my second child i'm like oh no wait a minute you had you you had okay you that didn't make any sense you had one child then you had to be you had to be pregnant with the child and then you got pregnant with the second child how soon after I guess, you had i guess let me explain um so I have a child um, with with the man that I had. Um, I, I wanted to have. I have two children, two separate men. Okay. Um, the first one, uh, very loving relationship, long lasting, for like three years. He said he wanted to have a baby, and I'm like, okay, I'm, I I like to as well. We tried for years, but then um, when I was pregnant, he said, oh. Don't, don't want it. I'm like, what? And he had me to choose between him and the child. I was really shocked. Um, and I'm like, okay, so be it. Uh, okay. Later on, um, I met a, a, a guy and, and for some reason, um, I don't know, I had this, this intense desire to have a child again. It, it did not make sense. I would see pregnant women everywhere. And, oh. Okay, so so, so I need you. I, I need you to hear me, and I need you to hear what I'm going to say for the men's standpoint. Okay. okay. This is why, from the kids' standpoint, from the children's standpoint, mm -hmm. you have two kids by two different men. Mm -hmm. What about the quality of life for the children? They don't have their mother and father in the house, and we know that we know the numbers and the statistics and the predictions with children raised in a broken home. Right. So when men hear this, you ladies sound incredibly selfish. It's all about what you want. You, what you want. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I really well, tried to, to stick with the second man. But, but the first was, one, the um, first one you said was a long relationship. It was three years. Yeah. Three That's years. not long. The second was eight years. The first one was three years? Mm-hmm. 
You said the first one was long. It wasn't long. It was three years. So, okay. And the second one you were with for eight years, but you didn't want to marry him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I, you I need to understand that if you want to get married, hold on, listen, you need, still need to understand that as a woman with two children by two different men, mm-hmm. you married neither one of them. Right. You may be a, you may you may be a perfectly nice woman, but on the mm-hmm. open mating market, men are going to sit back. Men are going to likely avoid you because the. For various reasons. I mean, for marriage consideration. Yeah. And this is why you ladies need to start understanding how men think. Because mm-hmm. when you were younger, you could do this. You could move this way. But you're 35 now? Mm-hmm. Okay. You're going to be 40. Yeah. He, just like he that. Was, he, was, he got too violent for me. So just because of that, I had to like... You know, it's a bad situation. Were the police involved? Yeah. The first time, the second time, well. What do you mean? How many times did the police get involved? How many times did you call the police? Um, two or three times, and then I, I just left, left them. Like I had to sneak away because. <laughs> and this is a, this is a guy you were with for eight years. Yeah. Was this and this started happening in your what? Um, like the the violence, mm-hmm. like ugly, bad. Um, probably the last the last three years that I was with him, but it, it you know it wouldn't got too bad. I would just be like, okay, I'm just going to the, my hotel or whatever. All right. So, you know. Have you had any counseling or therapy? Oh yeah, I just had um, a therapy session today, my first time ever, and my therapist said, "Oh, you know, I cannot diagnose you. You're pretty good. You're, Uh-oh. you know, I don't see any history of a trauma or any of that." This is a psychologist. I, I, a psychologist said this. Yes. Female or male? Male. I'd want to know where this person went to school. Hold on. Hold on. I'm just saying that. Hold on, just a second. Um, unmute yourself, ma'am. Hi, Mr. Samuel. How are um, you? I'm fine. How are you? Good. So, what do we got on the topic? What's going on um, with modern women need to be right all the time? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, modern modern women. Sorry, I'm kind of I'm kind of shy. <laughs> How old are you? How old are you, by the way? I'm 21. I look young, yeah, but I'm 21, yeah. You are young. You're 21. Yeah, but people always tell me I look like 14, 16. But that's young still for the conversation. Are you in a relationship? Uh, No. Okay. So I'm going to hold you back because you're 21 years old. I don't think you really have enough depth to have this conversation. But... When I was talking to the first woman, I'm still going to say this to women like you, ma'am.
two children by two different men is a large red flag. And inevitably, if you notice that no matter how I asked the question, it was never really accountability was right where it's like marry before you carry. Well, it's interesting that women have told tell stories to where no matter how you come at it, their choice was the right choice. Marry before you carry. Well, it still would end it this way. Okay. Unless you plan on staying by yourself, ladies, you live in a world where men are going to ask these questions and they're not going to care about I was young and common law and the price of tea in China because to men what it sounds like is irresponsibility, chaos, a woman who can't, I mean, it just doesn't sound good to men. So many things. And what a lot of guys are trying to get, and a lot of guys are trying to just see if you ladies are even starting to get it. It's like, well, are y'all even starting to understand what men like or don't like? And based upon a lot of responses I tend to hear, ladies aren't even close to understanding what men want. To the, in the chat room, to the ladies calling in, you don't have to get on camera. You just have to be on, on, on Zoom. Do you ladies, if you say you want a man, do you you gotta give men what they want? Uh, let me say something. Uh, Dandada, whatever. It's your first and your last warning. Do not load the the chat room with um, emojis. You do that again, you're gonna get blocked. It's too many iPhone, you must be seen before I answer you. I don't know who you are. You got to start your video. The purpose of going, I can't see you. You got to get on camera so I can see you physically. All right. I'm going to go ahead and get you up out of here. Uh, here's the thing. The purpose of... 2022, self-awareness is sexy. Doing these broadcasts have helped me come up with some really good baselines and some ideas. And one of the best things I will tell you, ladies, is if you want to, if you, in 2022, you want to have a shot at getting what you want with the man, men are looking for women who are at the baseline self-aware. Self-aware. You don't have to be perfect, just self-aware. I know I am A, B, C, D. I know these things. I'm going to tell you right now, as the women I deal with, self-aware. Know what they want, know what they don't want, and know what they want, and if they don't know what they want, they know themselves. I love a self-aware woman. Uh, I've got this issue. Here's my, I got this problem. I like this. I don't like that. Self-awareness is sexy because at least a man, at least that tells a man, you know what you're dealing with. Oh, he back. 
Let's see if he decided to put himself on camera this time. So if you're not willing to be self-aware, because the, the time of um the time of men just accepting women and just saying, I'll marry you in, uh just in case is gone. So here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna see if the call line, I'm gonna look to see if we pass the the adding men mark. If we pass the adding men mark on the uh on the let me see. Oh no, we're not even close. If the if the men if you if we want to do add the men mark, mm-mm. we gotta do better than that on the super chat. Cause I can see all the people who normally donate, but if we take away Wrench Turner and Luke Casley and those people, no, no, no. Nope. All right, so. Here we go. Late men, if you want to join, here we go. Men, I'm going to I'm going to remove the pin and say, "Guys, you can join the show. Why do women need to be right? Ladies, you can you don't have to you don't have to be here when the guys are here." Um but here's how this is going to go. If you want to be if men, if you want to join the show, here you go. Here's the link. But I got a I got a surprise for you. Why? What is it like dealing with women who need to be right, gentlemen? Now you guys can hit the link. What is it like? Yimmy, no, Yimmy, I appreciate it, man, but I want these dudes to step up and do their part. Because see, now they're coming in. Now they're flowing in. See, when I say men can come in, it's funny. They join the link before. Uh-huh. Miss Touche. Okay. Mm-hmm. What does being right get you, ladies? Um <clears throat> hold on. Self-awareness is sexy. even be a little bit more transparent this is where women over 30 should be dominating if you are a woman who was fit feminine friendly cooperative submissive that just means respectful cooperation and self-aware you should destroy women in their 20s because women in their 20s, they have youth on their side, but it's almost like, you know, all right, I'm going to use an, I'm going to use an animal analogy. Everybody's likes puppies and kittens, but they're a lot more maintenance than somebody than, than a pet that's been around for years. They're useful. An older woman who's not self-aware, Miss Touche, you, your audio is not connected, so I can't bring you in. I cannot bring you in. Your audio is not connected. She's just sitting here looking at me. So this is where you women should be dominating. 
So you're 30 years old, you're five foot four, a dress size six. You are $45,000, you are $40,000 in student loan debt. And you make $55,000 a year. You drive, a, or you make $60,000, even $70,000 a year. You drive a Porsche SUV or a little three series BMW. You got a nice little apartment downtown. You're living the single life or whatever, but you're living. You got a decent credit rating and you've got maybe, well, if you're $45,000, $40,000 in student loan debt, you don't have $15,000 in your account. You got under $5,000 in your checking account. You got a month and a half of cushion, maybe. But every Saturday, or every Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, you're at Story Eco, or you're at this place or that place, you're out with your girls, drinking wine, eating tapas, doing what you do. You look like everything's together, but it's not the truth. Or, then you meet Mr. Accountant or Mr. Coder. This man is a godsend to you. Hello, how are you, Ms. Touche? Hello. Very well, thank you, Mr. Samuels. Testing, testing, can you hear me? I can. Uh, how old are you? Uh, I'm 53. All right, what do we got? What do we got on the topic? The topic in regards to uh, women. What? Yeah, I was Ladies. asking why do, why do women need to be right so much? If a woman chooses to or prefer to be right as much, then she's not open to learning. Okay. Because for me, when it when it involves relationships, be it mm -hmm. friends, husband, wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, the goal, the objective is to learn and understand more over than being right. Maybe I, that's a, a eagle. They they have a, a really huge eagle. Uh, and I think that's something to do with it. From my perspective, if I saw a young lady for the sake of winning, for the sake of right, and that's the only objective that, that she's aiming for, you know, that type of young lady will miss a lot of opportunities. How, uh, are you married or are you single? I am completely single. I am not married. How long have you had this point of view? Um, for me, I divorced my junior high, what I thought was a sweetheart. I divorced him um, in 2005. It was finalized in 2007, but I left him in 2002. Did you, what I'm saying and is, what I'm saying is, how long have you had is your has your mindset changed in your in the last ten years? Oh no, I've been like this. I'm 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 born in the '60s, so I've been like this pretty much all my life. You're how old again? I'm 53. Okay, all right. I'm 50. Okay, so I'm 52. So 
What's that? What's that in the background? Uh, that's my mom. Oh, okay. I said, what I said was she's seventy-three. She knows nothing oh. about the sixties because she was born in the last part of it. She yeah, was, I was gonna uh, say I was born in sixty-eight. She grew up in the seventies. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna oh, say the seventies, seventies and eighties. There you go. That makes more sense because I was born in sixty-nine and you're born in sixty-eight. So my question is, we are contemporary. Yes. Why? Why didn't our generation get married like our grandparents and great grandparents' generation? Why didn't they get married and stay? I think there's a, from my perspective, and unfortunately, the current, the culture, the the toxic culture that America um, has in regards to like what they see in like love and hip hop. You know, the things now that's that the media... Best, now hold on, I want to be on the same page. That's way before us. I'm talking about us. I'm talking about you're 68, I'm 69. I'm talking about every bit of... We came of age in the 70s and in the 80s, 1986, 87. We was, we was 18 or 19 years old. Correct. All right, that's before any of this. That's straight up Cosby was on TV. Yep. Why didn't, why didn't, why are we not married like our grandparents and our great grandparents? That's an excellent question. I think for, for our age group, uh, I think that (laughs) my mom's back here whispering women's rights. That's right. She's right. She's right. She's right. Because. We couldn't marry because we couldn't marry because the women y'all weren't wives. That is right. We weren't. We had that mind mindset and mentality that we're going to be equals. Mm-hmm. We're going to go out here and be major head of household. That's it. Major breadwinners. So Did you go to college? Did you go to college? I attended University of Phoenix as well as I attended did you go to, um, Wright did State you, University. So you went to LU. Yeah, I, yeah. For well, Hold actually, on. Ohio. Hold on. Did you go to Langston? Did you say Me? Langston? Did you say Langston? No, I attended University of Phoenix. Okay. All right. So, did you go to college after high school? Uh, no, I started college late. All right. So, my point is, after high school, mm-hmm. you're the age where there were three choices. College, marriage, military. Actually, I did attend a local two-year college, and I went okay. for dance major. Okay. I would, I went like when I was nineteen. Right. College, so the the options were either go get a job, go to college, mm-hmm. go to the mm-hmm. military. So correct. And our grandparents were married. At 19 to 22 to 23 years old. But in our generation, our women, you ladies were doing what you wanted to do. You were you were doing anything but marrying. And the ones that did marry aren't still married. I'm asking, um, at this point, do you understand where the, where the, where the culture comes from that you were going to talk about? Yeah, I definitely understand. Uh, Where do you think it comes from? Where do you think it comes from? The culture Mm -hmm. of females or ladies wanting to be right. Well, you're talking about love and hip hop and all the other stuff. Where'd that come from? 
Well, I thought you were talking about the young ladies today in regards well, but, to I yeah, would say that, anybody well, but, yeah, they, but they are in that culture. That see the culture today with those young ladies, the love and hip hop and the hot girls summer and all that stuff. It comes from somewhere. It comes from the culture, right? Yes, that who, is accurate. It does. Bur- and 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 who transmits the culture in a people? The men or the women? Who transmits? Mm-hmm. Who transmits the culture of the in, people who create the culture? In a, in a race of people, in a group of people, who are mm-hmm. the teachers of the culture? The fathers or the mothers? It's, it Normally, it's the females. It's the right. ladies. So, the if fe- today's generation are basically our children, right? Whether they're, they're in, our age, in our children's age cohort. We can't blame the culture without understanding who taught, who gave them the culture. See, what I'm getting ultimately to is Generation X women, you're going to have to come to Jesus about this. Baby boomer women learn from the silent generation from women. They're far more married than Generation X. Silent generation women, many looked at their, I mean, baby boomers, many of the baby boomers, they grew up in the civil rights movement, Mm-hmm. Black power, second wave feminism, but they still are very married, the baby boomers. Mm-hmm. Most baby boomer females married. However, baby boomer females who did not marry tended to teach their daughters, Generation X, to be strong, independent, don't need no man, go get a job, do your own thing, blah, blah, blah. That's our generation. Accurate. And then the generation after that, millennials and zennials are are responsible. Who's responsible for those people? The women are the gave the culture to them. So that's what I'm saying is ultimately, you like it's, generation X women have a big burden. You got to talk to the younger women and tell them where you went wrong, and apologize and fix it. Because they don't listen. Women don't listen to men. It's like when your mother speaks, you stop May talking. May I interject? Go ahead. May I interject? Yes, ma'am. Go ahead. Uh, from, my, from my experience and the experience of women I knew during my time of being a young woman, men weren't holding down responsibilities, especially in the black race. I can't speak for the white race. Women have had to step up and be the woman and the man, where they had to uh, step up to take care of what they expect the man to do. So if he's not going to do it, and you have to do the part, you have to be the mom and the dad, then the men have created conditions. Well, do respect, do respect, man. Are we talking about women who were married? Can she hear me? To stop listening to the male when she's out performing the males. Ma'am, can your mother hear? Can she hear me? Are are we talking? Are we talking? We're going to listen to a man. Hold on. That is holding down his position as a man. He had a he had a question, Mom. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Are we talking about? Well, two things. Are we talking about women who were married? 
You say uh, the, I'm you saying say, women, period. Men, okay, well, women, there's a there's a big distinction married, between women who are married. Whether they're married or not. But, um, the, but, but ma'am. A man can be married and still be neglectful. Well, and, uh, hold, on, sure, hold on, hold uh, on, hold on, hold on, hold no, on. Now, see, see, here's where facts come into play. And facts are troublesome things. What I'm trying to say is what? that if women are always right and always have to be right, it's because she has been put in a position to feel that way. And, and, and when a woman hasn't experienced it, she watched her mother go through it. Okay, so, so here's here's okay here's here's where here's where okay hold on hold on hold on okay but here's the thing I'm gonna say this too I heard this growing up I heard a lot of this growing up but the facts don't support what you're saying they don't and I, hold on hold on hold on you can't okay you can't you gotta you gotta allow you have to allow me to talk you have to allow I let you say do respect ma'am I let you say what you're gonna say. But this is where, if you guys are familiar with the Monaghan Report, it totally debunks everything that's being said here. Number one, there is a distinction between married women and single women. But see, women often speak of men in a very myopic, very narrow focus. Women talk about the men they choose to deal with and extrapolate to all men. In the 60s, the government came to the black, black community and kept seeing Female welfare enrollment on the rise. You can do the research yourself, Miss Touche, Mama Touche. You can do the research yourself. Do not believe me. Google the Patrick Monaghan report, a study into black America in the 60s. And what the federal government recognized at the middle of the civil rights movement is black female unemployment, uh, welfare enrollment is rising. What the government knew back at the time of the civil rights movement is when white female welfare was up, it coincided with high white male unemployment. What the government knew from history is when white male employment rose, white female welfare dropped. So they would see a similar rise in male employment and a similar decrease in female welfare enrollment. The government wanted less black women on, on welfare. So what did they do? That's when they started pumping all this money into uh, desegregating unions, uh, getting easing restrictions, allowing federal works program to hire more black men. Basically, they stimulated black male employment to rise. Black male employment was rising at a steady level. A market increase in the 60s, year over year. It's all charted, but what did they see? Black female welfare enrollment continued to rise. So you've got fully employed men, yet women still over here on welfare. So the Patrick Monahan report has something called an inverse relationship called Monahan scissors. They said, what's going on here? In the white community, when male employment rose, white female unemployment dropped. Why is the same thing not going on in the black community? And what they went to and looked in and said, well, we got a problem with the black culture. Because in the black culture, the family dynamic is structured differently. Because in the black family, we have a gynocracy, a matriarchy, woman on top, men at the bottom. So look it up in yourself, Monaghan scissors. The way to fix the black problem is to 
to to support black family nuclear structure. That was the suggestion. We need to take instead of just giving welfare, we need to make sure that we give incentives to stay married. Nuclear family, father, mother in the household. But this is a free country. You can't make a woman stay in the house. And you can't make a woman decide to choose welfare or a husband or welfare or if she has a kid, a meager benefit over a child. See, a lot of this stuff kind of happened in this whole color purple. And don't believe me. Go look it up yourself. This is what I call the color purpling of black America, where we get little bits and pieces and we get elders telling this story as if. Black men are all of a sudden having all these babies. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. You had few men making a lot of babies and you had a lot of women laying down with a few men. I know this very well because I was born from a situation like that. You had women in the baby boomer generation looking at men who they could have married and choosing to fight over the guys that these women are talking about. And you wonder why younger women get this stuff so twisted because we get matriarchs propagating the same stuff that does not line up with the facts. But you can't argue with a 73 year old woman because that's big mama, I'll argue. You're wrong, ma'am. And the black men are tired of carrying y'all's water. Black, I mean, I'm tired. Black men are sick and tired of hearing this shit. When are y'all going to finally get, get off our back and get on your own feet? How about that? You act like every other... Y'all ain't never had to... Mm, mm. Maybe your personal experience is that. But I am 52 years old. I didn't see a black community with black men not working. All the black men I saw died early from overworking heart disease and stress. Would not keep shitting on my black forefathers like this. Absolutely not. Thanksgiving and Christmas, do not allow your mama your big mama, your nanny, your auntie, to keep this bullshit going one more generation. Read the Monaghan Report. Read Monaghan Scissors. Get up to date with the facts. Argue your sister, your cousin, your nanny, Big Shirley, all of them. Argue them into the ground until they leave you the fuck alone. This shit has to stop. I'm not going to put you in a position to argue with your mother. I'm not going to put you in a position to argue with your mother. But I've talked to my mother and her colleagues. I, if my mom was here, she'd tell you he's this way at house too. So I'm not going to treat your mama no better than I treat the woman that gave birth to me. I'll listen, but when you're wrong, you're wrong.
Hold on. Let's see where we're at here. It's 1230. Yeah, we're not past the line yet. You know, I think that's going to be the I think that's going to be the show on on Friday. I think the show on Friday is going to get to be. I think I'm going to have a men's show. Uh, maybe not this Friday, but next week. I want to, I'm going to have a show with men over 40. And to, and to call into this show, I'm sorry, you're going to, I'm going to need to do some background, but I want to hear, I want to hear Generation X men who are out here working, successful, getting it done. And I want you guys to tell your stories. I am so goddamn sick of us having to shoulder such an un- fair narrative from our own women. It would be different if it was from other people, but this is shit from our own people, our own women, our own mothers. I'm fucking sick of it. No. Women over 60 are by themselves because they are insufferable. You're seeing your mama and your mama's mama dying alone because they run, they ran away from their man or couldn't be with a man. It's not because men didn't choose to be with them. The men back then were a different caliber. These women made it to where men had to leave or be gone for survival's sake. And the men that they did not choose to reproduce with, the beta male providers they had orbiting around to cut the yard and do this and do that. Man, y'all don't want me to start telling these truths. I'll either get shot up in here. And I ain't, it ain't for me to tell, but I want to start hearing from men who are Generation X men so you guys can start telling the other side of this story. We didn't have a color purple for men. We didn't have a waiting to exhale for men. The best we had in the, is in the late night, late eighties, early nineties, was Sister Shahara Zali. God bless her for the black man's guide to understanding the black woman. That was the little bit of sunlight black men had ever seen up to that point in my lifetime. Never seen any light. We were told we were bad. We were told our fathers were bad. We were told black men ain't shit. We were told black men ain't shit by the world and by black women. Everywhere you went, you heard black men weren't about nothing on the music, on the radio, in the movie. Everywhere you go, you're a black boy growing up, somebody telling you, you ain't going to be shit like the men who came before you. And the one time men actually try to sit back and say, you know what? You got men who are boys trying to become fathers they had never seen, brothers they had never seen, husbands they had never seen, taking all that pressure on. That's why you got so many Generation X men who are breaking. Panic attacks, divorces, all kinds of stuff. Why do you think men die so soon? Because men will take that shit on and say, okay, I'll try to be better. I'll try to fix it. That's why you got these men out here singing all these love stories and I'll be, uh, pay your rent and tie your shoes and that, and that shit is not our burden. Wasn't our problem. Wasn't our fault. You picked the men you fucked with. You picked them, not us. So many boys had to step into men. We need boys didn't even have childhoods. How many boys went from being boys 
their son husbands trying to fix their situation in their mama's house because mama kept picking fucked up men. Did a lot of these black men in Generation X even have childhoods? No, they had fucked up credit ratings and checking accounts in their name by the time they were in fourth grade because of women like that on the phone talking about men weren't doing what they're supposed to do. I'm going to fuck what the man was supposed to be doing. You shouldn't have had a checking account in your fourth grade son's name. You done fucked up your kid's social security number before he even graduated from high school. How many Generation X black men got power bills and water bills and all kind of stuff in their name? But then you can't say nothing to mama. Mama cooked for us. Mama did this. Mama did that. Mama also did a lot to set a lot of us back. And it's time for you ladies, for Generation X women and the remaining baby boomer women to come clean with this shit. But you won't come over here piping that shit. No. Too many times. That's why you got these 55-year-old women sitting on these panels looking like Hollywood Squares saying the same shit. I'm a queen. I'm a this. I'm a that. I don't need to tip my crown. You're 55 and alone. You're 55 and alone is what you are. Queens. You want to know one thing that makes a man run away quicker than anything? A woman that calls herself a queen. Queen of what? Queen of pain? And the sad part is these women... When you're when that shit and here's this problem, <laughs> I'm going there now. God damn it, y'all got you picked the right one today. And the sad part is now that the Generation X men are immune to this stuff now. The Generation X men know the truth, can see for themselves, understand they're no longer moved by shame, insults, guilt, the need to be right. They've shuffled off all that stuff and they've come into their own and they're deciding to live the rest of their life, not holding their mo- forgiving their fathers, holding their mothers responsible, forgiving them all, and moving on down the life. The men aren't affected. You know what they're doing? They've turned this poison onto their daughters. That's why you got so many women in their 40s, in their late 30s to mid-early 40s, having to look one eye always on their mama because their mother is alone. And you got these Generation X women Late millennials, early uh, uh, late millennials, all having to sit over here and say, I can't have a life because I can't bring nobody around my toxic mama. The boys aren't the boys aren't being weighed down, but with that stone around their neck anymore. So you got all these women. I can't I got to be around for mama. But you but you ask the brothers. You got to be around for your mother or your brother. Oh, well, he's off living his life because he because he gave up. You know why he's off living his life in his late 30s, 40s and 50s? Because he gave up his childhood. He gave up his childhood and neither one of y'all should have to give up shit. That's her job. Y'all didn't ask to be here. She brought you here. She brought you here in the circumstances that were not ideal because of the man she chose. If you weren't born in the context of a marriage and plan, then guess what? You were you survived your childhood. You should not have to feel guilty to survive your adulthood because your mother still believes in this Alice Walker color purple bullshit and she can't get along with a man. Your choice to make. But the but the men are saying, I've given enough. 
Ladies, I hope you don't get guilted into giving up the next 15 or 20 years of your life until your mother shuffles off her mortal coil because she continues to make you feel guilty because they are good at the shame. They're good at the, the guilt. And they can hit you in places where you can't defend your childhood. French toast that. No other group, no other group of uh, people, the women cannibalize their young in this manner like we do. And until you Generation X women start speaking and saying, this ain't right. See y'all start shaking up y'all mother-daughter issues? Recognizing that the daddy issue that you told you had pale in comparison to your mother womb. Men, keep doing what you need to do. Do not let the matriarch of the family continue to, to make you feel uh, to try to to try to undercut your manhood. You didn't do it. You didn't do it. Your daddy ain't mister. It ain't it ain't our fault that Terry McMillan married a gay guy. None of this is our problem. Enough. Atlas has shrugged. And a lot of you ladies are going to have to realize shame, insults, guilt, the need to be right is not getting you what you want. Men can see what's going on and more and more are seeing it every day. There's only one way out of this. Self-awareness. And you ladies are going to have to talk to each other. And I'm sorry, you ladies are going to have to come to have your come to Jesus moment. Y'all got to apologize for this stuff. And move like you know you have something in it. Because we didn't, we didn't, this, this love and hip hop, hot girl summer, uh, thought culture just did not happen, ladies. So y'all can sit here and point the fingers at these 20-year-old women like they're just the most worst Jezebel succubuses that ever lived. Uh, they had mothers. They came from somewhere. There's an old school thought that the children are a reflection of the parents. Oh, shit. Don't get mad at me. I just work here. As always, men, I got your back. And for the women that this doesn't apply to, you know it ain't you. And for the women who are in process on your journey, stay on your path. Gentlemen, they all ain't bad. And even the women who are every day Somebody's waking up to the bullshit. But it's for the people who wake up to the bullshit to start acting like they know. I get tired of hearing, well, the, the men, they did a grandfather had a fourth grade education. They dealt with real racism, real problems. 
Anyway, I, I don't. I'm, I'm. I'm getting up out of here. I'm getting up out of here. I got shit to do in the morning. Uh, Godfather, New York City tomorrow. If you see me walking through Manhattan, yes, that's me. Give me a pound. Fist bump. I don't shake hands. I'm cool to take pictures and everything else. I got some things to do tomorrow. Love you guys. Shout out to the confident, intelligent, and assertive men out there. One love to the feminine, beautiful, inspirational ladies out there. We're better together than apart, but we got to get together with some, with some, with some structure some self-awareness and some good faith. Burn all copies of Color Purple. Burn all copies of Waiting to Exhale. That shit ain't helping you. It didn't help the women in right. It didn't. <laughs> That's my personal opinion. You know, I don't see how it's supposed to. And the funny thing is, if you read any of those books, they select the stories. Imagine what, imagine the culture that could have happened had 180 degrees opposite of Color Purple been written and made into a motion picture. Imagine the culture that could have been if Waiting to Exhale was shit breathed and been put into the circulation. Media matters, people. Media matters. And to that end, that's why I continue to do these programs, night in, night out, because media matters. So if you appreciate having somebody advocate for a different point of view, whether you agree with my tone or my delivery, uh, show your appreciation because I'm going to tell you right now, <laughs> you don't, we don't have many allies. And the only way we're going to get more allies is if it becomes profitable to do this and people support. You guys support well, but continue to do the supporting. And when you see content, coming from a male-centric point of view, a more balanced point of view, good thing. Women are not our enemies, gentlemen. They're not. Bad information is. Bad information is. Till the next time. I'm gone.
addicted to with you and 